It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. This week, I'm taking a little break from the show. So what you're hearing this week are excerpts from the Ship Report archives from earlier in 2023. And I'm sharing an interview with Samantha Stearman. She's a vessel movement coordinator, sometimes called a dispatcher, for the Columbia River Bar Pilots here in Astoria. She works on the waterfront at the Bar Pilot Office near the Columbia River Maritime Museum. Her line of work is one of the unseen but vital jobs in the maritime industry that are essential to the comings and goings of cargo ships and other commercial vessels on the Columbia. In today's show, we'll hear more from Samantha about her work. In this part of the interview, I asked her about something that I've always been curious about. Having spent a lot of time on pilot boats in past years, I often had occasion to listen to marine radio traffic and heard what I felt were hard-to-understand radio transmissions between ships and dispatchers. One of the jobs the vessel movement coordinator does is talk directly on the radio with arriving and departing ships regarding pilot boarding and disembarking. Really vital information gets exchanged over the radio with ships, so it's important to get this right. I asked Samantha to tell us about that. Being at this radio is kind of crackling. There's a language, people on the ships are foreign citizens. English is not their first language. Right. So I'd just like you to talk about the challenges of sitting at a microphone with yeah. some coming in and, and how do you, what are the issues there? How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, that's a, a really great question. Um, this is one part where the uh, merchants exchange really helped uh, me because we do have, uh, they did an answering service. With that, we would have uh, captains call all the time. So getting used to talking to captains, this would be on the phone, but getting used to talking to them, I did that for seven years. And they, I mean, we would maybe uh, talk to 30 or 40 a day in a 12 hour shift. So that really helped with the language thing. And really all it takes is picking out the keywords. Um, I think it helped me learning, a, um, trying to, or at least attempt to learn a second language myself and understanding what it, what it was like and to be in that position when you're speaking with a native speaker. And what it really comes down to is simple, simplified, basic, just keep it as simple as possible. And if you can pick out the basic keywords that that's 90% of it. And there's varying levels of uh, English. Uh, there's, you know, I would say maybe a quarter of, including the tugs and barges, a lot of those are um, US flagged. Uh, maybe a quarter, 15%, maybe 25% are native English speakers or uh, Canadian. The rest is a complete mix. Uh, Chinese, Indian, Filipino, some Vietnamese, uh, Eastern European. And uh, it does require a little bit of patience, but it's not getting flustered, just trying to keep, you know, things as simple as possible. And I've not had too many problems with that. The hardest part, honestly, with the radios isn't the language part. It's that we monitor channels 16, which is the emergency hailing frequency, channel 9, which is out at sea and what our helicopter uses, and then channel 13, which is in the river. They're all going, sometimes they all go off at once, including the phone, which is going off. And then people will come in and try and talk to you. So trying and balance uh, and, and listen to some things, but not others and tune some people out, but try and hone in on different. That's really the hardest part <laughs> because people will, will have vessels uh, 
you know, leaving the river and coming in. So that's channel 13 and nine. And um, also when our helicopter's up in the air, we do something called a flight follow. So we kind of check in with them every few minutes to see where they are. And people will, what's called step on each other and therefore cut out one line of communication. So I'm trying to monitor all that stuff. Meanwhile, be on the phone with somebody trying to tell them, you know, if their ship can come in or not. And that's, I'm still getting used to that. (laughs) It's, it's definitely a skill of patience and um, tuning your ear to what's important, what's, you know, Coast Guard broadcasts, which fishermen and what is critical times for our guys. Wow. Well, you know, what this sort of brings to mind for me um, is how much there's like a, I guess you would, for the person on land, you would think of it almost like a first responder mentality among mariners because you have to be really on your feet, you know, mentally on your feet all the time. Right. And ready to respond and prioritizing in your head what's Prioritize. important, what's not, and not panicking. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes when I, I would you know, be joking and interviewing a pilot and I'd say, well, so when's the right time to yell, oh my God, we're all going to die. And they were like, well, never. <laughs> right. There's never a time when you do that. You just don't. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> but, you know, so I mean, th- really, when I think of this kind of work in general, and it sounds like in yours as well, that it's not for everybody. Like there are some people, there are probably a goodly amount of people who would just want to cry <laughs> trying to do yes, your job. Yes, and hide under the table. <laughs> yes, really, yes, hide I under have. the table for yes. sure. I mean, so th- that is so impressive. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's great, and and that um, ability to multitask. I mean, multitask, I guess is, yes, I guess is what it is. Is yes. really amazing. And that was an excerpt from my interview with Samantha Stearman. One of the things I've learned over the years of doing the ship report is how culturally diverse the mariners are on the ships we see here on the river. It's also one question listeners almost always ask, and that's, who's on board? The answer is, people from many different nationalities, as you heard Samantha describe. And it's not like one ship will have all people from one country, say, all Chinese sailors or all Filipino crew members, Often ships have a mixed bag of different nationalities on board. This can lead to internal language barriers on the vessel in terms of making work orders understood clearly. That's why on board ships, as in aviation, the universal language is English. So most ship captains are somewhat conversant in English, at least to the extent of being able to communicate with pilots, dispatchers, the Coast Guard, and ship's agents when they're here in the river. When I traveled aboard a cargo ship sailing off the West Coast in 2010, the crew was a mix of Russian and Ukrainian sailors, and the common language on board was Russian. But the captain's English was very good, and the chief engineer could also speak quite a bit of English. I took my meals with them, and we communicated well. I learned a little Russian when I was on board, a few words like thank you and please, but they were far more cosmopolitan than I in terms of languages. At the time, I didn't understand how problematic it might have been for those Russian and Ukrainian citizens to work together, given their past history in the Soviet Union. Even now, mixed Eastern European crews on ships often have Russians and Ukrainians together, a very difficult work environment. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. This week on The Ship Report, I'm taking a little time off from the show, and I'm sharing excerpts from an archive interview I did earlier this year. We'll hear more tomorrow from Columbia River Bar Pilot Vessel Movement Coordinator, Samantha Stearman. Thanks for listening, and have a great day.